It's the fucking almost good podcast. What's up? Are we as a recording? We got are the beats going. Hell yeah! No. The beats going in the background. Yeah. Uh, uh. I'm just I'm worried right now. I'm honestly worried that all of my favorite. 90s to 2000 era rappers are gonna all turn fucking MAGA Trump chud on me. Oh no. I'm like super scarred oh, no. right you, now from Kanye. Did you see that meme about the, uh, the the dude was sticking up for superhero movies and then um, somebody countered by saying the greatest crossover in history was the Judgment Night soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. The, yeah. argue, arguably, that's arguably ground zero for new metal right there. Oh, that's a good point. That is kind of a seminal disc, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's the first time. Uh, I mean, that's pre, I don't know, is that, it's not pre-Walk This Way, but it's pre-Corn um, and shit, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, isn't that what Cypress Hill tried to make their case? Cypress Hill claims that they invented new metal. Like, they, they say that in their concerts. Right, right. Cypress Hill says that. I think also um, House of Pain will sometimes say that. Um, but... That that's all kind of bullshit. I think that really the first, well, the first rap rock really was probably Bad Brains. That that was probably the originator of a lot. I was actually having a conversation earlier today. Okay. Can you hear me? We always have such a good time on this show if uh, if our connections allow us to have a good time. You know, it's almost it's almost like someone's trying to stop us to to level out the playing field of other yeah. podcasts. Yeah, they don't they don't want us to continue. I'm looking at you, Rob Olson. <laughs> uh, did he did he like the 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 uh i put up an ultrasound of my impending child and anybody who didn't like it i'm i'm unfollowing them on facebook <laughs> so because I, I mean i figure these, these motherfuckers they like every picture of a new book cover but they can't like a picture of like the future of mankind here right right so I don't know if Rob Olson made the cut. I'm gonna have to go back and look because it's harder than it sounds. Like I gotta print this shit out. Yeah, I have 2,300 strangers right. that I have to somehow unfollow. See, um, and it would be it would be great. Like Facebook in general could be fixed if it had what Twitter has, which is the list feature. Because what I do is I just put people who I'm actually interested in listening to on a list that I think I call cool people, and then I open up TweetDeck. And I I close every screen except for my list, so that, basically that my 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 homepage is just people who I give a shit about. That's see, that makes sense. I I feel like there's a there's a natural progression to relationships on Facebook. Like people can't like everything everybody else does. Like eventually, you kind of in the back of your mind you think, well, that guy's pretty interesting, or that or that woman's pretty funny. Um, but I don't want to like everything they ever say. So then you right. just sort of f- fade into the background and then and then things just kind of disappear. Like yeah, and the, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way that the system used to work and potentially could still work today, which is you can just see these people at cons, you know, once a year. Like, oh, right, right, hey, right. there's that dude. Right. I mean, it's one of those situations where familiarity breeds contempt. And there's right. nothing wrong at all with having a community, but you realize very quickly that you don't necessarily want to be around 100% of the community every single day. Uh, well, we should probably establish – people might be confused about what community we're talking about. I, I don't want to be mistaken for the community of movie reviewers. Oh, so I don't yeah. think we, we've ever mentioned that we actually dabble in, in writing. Oh, that's and this true. Is the community. 
This is the community we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a community of fucking movie reviewers? Oh, dude, that would probably be the most insufferable community <laughs> of all time. I saw this tweet today. Well, actually, it was the tweet that you responded to from this right. dork. What was he saying? It's like, oh, he mo- said movies because have we, always been blah 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 blah. He said because the the argument is, of course, that superhero movies are, are taking the air out of the room. They're they're dominating everything. Right. And his argument was, well, back in the 50s, there were hundreds of Westerns. And it, that argument just fucking falls apart on, on so many ways. The one that bugs me the most is, I mean, obviously it's a different world the, right. in the 1950s. Like a Western is just kind of a movie back then. You know, it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. people people making the first. It's kind of like saying, well, back in the 1950, they made 100 action movies. It's kind of like... Uh, you know, the Westerns take place in the 1800s, but in the 1950s, they were just getting a handle on making movies well. Yeah. So they, so they wanted to make they wanted to make the cheapest shit that they could, and Westerns were the cheapest action movie they could make, and they flooded the market. And this is the exact opposite. We're talking billion-dollar industry. These behemoths are just sucking all the money out of everything, and everybody's mm-hmm. going to suck the corporate dick, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's actually that's, it's that's completely different. the opposite because what you're saying is that these Westerns existed and that all these Westerns were making money individually. What we're saying is that one or two movies are making pretty much all the money, right. with, just with the exception of, like, all Quiet those, all those and stuff. Yeah, all those fucking the, the, the sky hole at the end of all these movies is, is literally sucking money into them you know mm-hmm. and it's just taking it's like i said to this one dude he was talking he was making a lot of good points about you know how westerns were kind of in a, a, a like a they had kind of sequelitis and multiple characters like the marvel universe but we all know that's not true that is that connection is kind of dubious you know they don't all have robert downey jr in them like a doting father for five minutes you know what i mean like mm. it's not the same thing Right. But he was bringing up a lot of interesting points about the, about how much they did feed into each other. And uh, I said, like, uh, well, you know, let me know when movies, or Westerns from 1950 uh, forced David Lynch to retire from filmmaking and retire to television. Mm-hmm. Because that's the kind of shit that he actually said happened. Lynch right. said, I'm out of here. Yeah. I can't get movies made. Right. I think that's a, that's a concern that, that people are, are dodging. Like, 1950s Westerns didn't suck all the fucking resources out of the out of the world. That's why we have these Netflix movies. Yeah. Which it used to be a good thing. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um but anyway, anyway, r- rant over. No, I mean it End makes a lot of sense. It, <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense and I I do think that you know it's just all all we're asking for is just a little bit of balance. I feel like that's kind of no matter what the subject happens to be that I'm talking about at any given time. I'm normally on the side of just like we're arguing with like these kind of we're spitting rhetorical devices back and forth between each other. Not you and I, but you know when people argue these kind of things, and I'm just like I'm not interested in like trading points with you or statistics. I'm just I'm just saying, can we have a little bit of moderation here? Can we just do th- right. do some things, not 100 percent. You know, sure. And one side effect, one um, one bonus was I got a lot of great statistics about 1950s Westerns that I didn't have to look up 
because nice. people were so eager to so so eager to prove me wrong that they threw all these stats at me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is great research. I, I love to have this army of fucking nerds out there mm-hmm. proving proven superhero movies are valid by researching 1950s westerns. The actually I'm, squad. I'm really yeah, I'm really into westerns, so that I loved it. No, it's like that's with a, the, one with last the point I'll make. Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say that all those movies in 1950s that they're pointing out that there's hundreds of Westerns in 1950, they're bad. Like those Westerns mm-hmm. in 1950, with the exception of maybe Gregory Peck's The Gunfighter, mm-hmm. which is pretty cheesy when you see it now. We're still two years away from high noon when Westerns got good. Yeah. So the the again, the comparison they're making doesn't make much sense. These are Westerns that cost like 500 bucks. Against uh, what is this new Marvel movie cost three hundred million dollars or something? Oh, that I might thought even it was be more than that. I thought it was a billion. It might, be, it might be a billion. I don't know, but that's compared to Pocket Change, and it's the equivalent as if uh, as if they made a hundred shitty Marvel movies until they got to the first Iron Man two years later. And that's not the comparison they're making. They're acting like it's apples and oranges, and it's like it's fucking apples and amoebas. It makes no sense. It's uh, now that I think about it, making an Avengers movie is or financing an Avengers movie is the one thing that I could think of where that would give Jeff Bezos pause before he did it, you know, where he'd be like, <laughs> oh, geez, well, I only got one hundred and twenty billion in the bank. Like, I don't know. This is going to be a full one hundred and twentieth of my of my gross income. <laughs> You want to hear the height of hypocrisy is I've got my tickets to go see the Avengers on Sunday. Of course Sunday. you do. Uh, of course. Everybody hopefully, does. Hopefully, but, but here's the thing. Uh, I then sneak into a second film for free, um, which is even more hypocritical because I'm taking money away from that smaller movie sure. to feed the, the billions. But I just yeah. figure the security is going to be tighter at the, the Avengers movie. I'm dragging Amy to it. She's not happy because I, str- <laughs> I keep stressing that the name of it Dude, the name of it is even terrifying. It, yeah. it, the name of it hints that it's never going to end. Right. So I keep I keep saying to her, "Are you ready to go see the Infinity War on Sunday?" <laughs> She's like, "Don't say the name of it, and I'll go. Just do not repeat that name." And yeah, I'm like, "The yeah. Infinity, the Forever Wars." <laughs> You'd be like, "Hey babe, hey babe, I love I love you in Infinity." It's just like the Infinity <laughs> Infinity War. That's how much I that's how much I love you is Infinity. Yeah, it's like something a fucking child would say. Really, I mean, this is just this is how dumb it is. It's like, oh, oh. all right, cool. Yeah, no, I was gonna say that. It's I'm here. I'm here for you. Like the uh, the titles on the Avengers movies are getting so it's so much stupider that eventually it's gonna be like Avengers Eleven D Five. You know, because it's just just things that a grade schooler would say. <laughs> but uh, I prefer the X Men movies. They're they're like not quite the same world and they're full of fucking monster people shooting lasers out their ass. I, I much prefer those. And they're kind of low rent looking. Mm-hmm. I like those better than the polished Marvel monsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to go watch that movie while I'm in South Korea. So, Oh yeah. That's why we got a, um, we have, we have a bit of a, a hiatus. Um, before and after this because you're preparing to leave the country again that's right that's right i have to go uh oversee the the current peace talks that are happening between north and south korea yeah dude south korea makes some great movies dude some of the best i mean did you see the whaling yes i would say even though it's an hour too long i love it 
Yeah, yeah. It really is an hour too long. But most of their movies are an hour too long. Most of them are about three hours. And it's just, it, yeah, it goes like The Handmaiden. Well, I guess The the Handmaiden didn't feel too long. Yeah, I I, I like the, the Wailing better. I liked, um, it had some really great Keystone cops in it. Some real bumbling cops in that <laughs> mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. And, and I liked the, you know, it was brightly lit. I love my horror movies in brightly lit woods and shit, you know. Yeah. I can really pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think well, that, I loved it. I think that's enough uh, current events for the day. So we should yeah, probably man, we'll go move to into the, quiet. Uh, the the quiet, the quiet place. The quiet place. Now, what do you think about all these um, all these sensory rules based invasion movies? We have a kind of a glut of these lately, right? The um, Did you ever read the Alpha or not the Alpha Flame Alphabet by? Um, fuck was that guy's name oh uh ben not ben Laurie. um i want to why do i want to say tanzer is that right no no it wasn't tanzer either it was fucking it was ben it was ben something though wasn't it ben something yeah i have a hold hold on on. i I have a phone (laughs) i just typed in lame alphabet (laughs) (laughs) that would be a sick burn if you ever met that guy it's uh ben marcus (laughs) Ben, ben Marcus, more like lame alphabet, bro. <laughs> roasted. <laughs> Two roasted. stars. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Yeah, no, I'm actually Did you read like, that? no, I'm looking at the Goodreads page right now, though. And it, it this is one of the lowest scores I've seen for a book, but it has fucking 4,500 oh, ratings. You should read my Goodreads review of it because I got excited enough to leave one. Mine was still, I mentioned its problematic features, though. Such Can you as... find my review? Are we friends on Goodreads? I'm not sure. Let me see if I can locate David James Keaton's review here. James. It's fine. They're slightly overwritten. I have my password stored on a note file because I just, I do like the dumbest shit whenever I go to make a new password somewhere. I'm like, uh, here we go. Go to my Gmail. I go to my Gmail. (laughs) Found it here. So yeah, this so you found the review. This is it was one of those um word virus books. Those were yeah. big for a while. Yeah, they were. They were and they still are to a certain degree. Here's here it is. Another word virus book. This is my review. Yeah. My review of the flame yeah. alphabet. Okay. <clears throat> Another word virus book. How many word virus books does it take before we finally get one in real life? Get it? Get it? <laughs> <laughs> How annoying is this? These feel dangerous. <laughs> Playing with word fire, guys. I think we'll all be right. That I think we'll be all right, though. If invoking Pontypool's "kiss is kill" didn't infect us, I think we'll be safe. But of all the word virus, Ooh, I don't books, like. I, I don't like 2013, Dave. I don't like this at all. <laughs> Dude, I don't like fucking Monday, JDO. <laughs> like going back and looking at things that I wrote literally five days ago. I'm just like, yuck. <laughs> but let's see. Okay. But of all the word virus books, this has got to be the most literary, the one that feels important. So it's not as pulpy as Polonix's lullaby, and certainly without even a speck of that book's humor, nary a giggle in sight. Not a snicker to be found nowheres, unless you laugh along with traumatic experiments on children where they harvest their tears or sad breath crystals or some craziness, all wrapped in the most beautiful, repetitive prose. Kind of like Ballard's car phase, sometimes with that repetition, but certainly more poetic. It's a dense but delicate collapse of society, and the safeguards against the deadly children's voices early on are probably the most riveting sections 
But the attempts to solve the outbreak with increasingly bizarre experience, experiments gets creepier. And so abstract as it goes, I'm still not entirely sure what the hell happens in the end. So you liked it. Well, after you read that, I'm giving it three stars. I'm three reducing stars. a star because I don't like my review anymore. <laughs> so I'm taking it down from right now in real time. It's going from four to three stars. Okay. I'm going to read. But yeah, I, I liked it, but it ran out of... It got really abstract. Do you remember that book? It it gets real trippy. Yeah, I do. I do. And I think that um, it gets difficult with books like that because I, I really, really enjoy that extra abstract shit. I love when it gets weird. Um, I do too. Uh, so, you know, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, but it, it, it almost to me seems like I like that abstract shit if it's that way from the very beginning, like Gary Shipley's Werewolf or right, uh, right, like right. Blake Butler's 300 million, you know, right from the outset that you're getting. Okay. Uh, so you don't like it when books. they break that promise. Of... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh. if, well, if there's anything resembling a plot or a payoff, I, d- I don't like for it to just dissolve into. Well, that's what I liked about. Shit. Yeah. I mean, that's what I liked about the flame alphabets beginning was it was a very practical response to what you would do if um for people that haven't read it children's voices are kill people so parents are trying to find ways to not have to hear them speak so they're covering themselves in aluminum foil and shit i don't remember exactly but they're trying to whatever they can to avoid the sounds of children's voices so the you know the the fucking metaphors built in you don't need to really work at it the idea of you know the fear of your own offspring Mm -hmm. so that's why i like the I like when it goes in the other direction, when it's this very practical day-to-day, minute-to-minute response to what do you do if voices kill you? Yeah. And I, and I feel like he couldn't help but say, this metaphor is amazing, and I'm going to really get into this. And that's when I, I'm like, I, I already had that when you said children's voices kill, you know? Yeah, I, 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 that- I love that I saw – this is the first review that I saw that's on the, on the Goodreads page, okay? It's a one-star and the first line is 70 pages in, and this is the most boring, quote-unquote, thriller <laughs> I've ever read. The premise is amazing, a language that kills. And apparently it's a true story, because reading this is a slow, painful death. But wait for it. There's another paragraph that I'm not going to read. But then, another paragraph down, it says, The Jewish subplot, if you can call it that, is completely unnecessary, unless the author's point was to simply alienate most of his audience. Gets oddly anti-Semitic. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, I have no idea. It just goes on a rant about uh, the religious subtext in Jewish mythology and how she didn't like all the Jewish stuff. Oh, weird. Yeah. I, I guess that when I was reading it, I assumed that both Ben Marcus was Jewish and that those parallels were because of the kind of Nazi feel to those experiments. You know, mm. that you, I guess I just wrote it off as, as kind of a natural parallel i I think that that's the first time i've seen somebody in a review actually say i didn't like how jewish this was well isn't that uh it's kind of like pie doesn't the um i don't i don't know that is is definitely uh kabbalah based yeah yeah they've got all the 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 numbers and uh text-based uh you know they have a they have literally yeah and they have a flame alphabet like Mm -hmm. how do you have something called the flame alphabet if you don't acknowledge that there is something called that Right, right. You know? But yeah, but wait, how did we get on this track in the first place? Oh, you were talking oh, about yeah. sensory books. Yeah, or books that have those kind of, those rule-based uh, storylines, like Pontypool, oh, okay. yeah. again, is a word right. virus book. So here's kind of the opposite comes along. 
um, with Quiet Place. But we're all, we also got another one coming up, right? This uh, Tim Tim Laban or something. He has a book called The Silence. They made into a movie where if you talk, you get murdered by some sort of chud-like uh, creatures, like out of The oh, Descent. Interesting. So it feels like um, so The Silence, everybody says, is the good one. But then this one was a surprise hit. Yeah. So um, I don't know if the silence is gonna is gonna you know be a, a day late and a dollar short there. Right, right, right. And it's I wonder like how a Bugs Life and Ants. Right, and like Bird Box is coming out soon, and that's oh, a right, and everybody's sen- blind. Yeah. Yeah. So another sensory based, rules based invasion. But that one was smart to keep things vague, and you don't know what the fuck it is, and and you never do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where where Quiet Place ran into trouble was trying to um, trying to analyze the creatures. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's, I think this is going to be kind of a weird episode because I kind of want to script doctor the whole fucking movie. Yeah, that's this cool. Mo- I know that there's a lot of talk about... Wait, before, um, we, before we go into script doctor, can I, can I just yeah. bring something up real fast? Because uh, sure, yeah. we, we talked about shark, like Shark Tale and... Uh, Finding Nemo and Bugs Life and Ants and then right. Quiet Place and Silence and uh, Bird Box. Wh- who? There, this is what makes me think there has to be some shadowy figure pulling strings somewhere. Why are these? Why are these duplicates why, happening? Why do they happen at the same time? Like, what's? Right. Are they all looking into the same? You know, obsidian scrying shard and being like, oh, it's, <laughs> it's time to make a quiet movie. Like, how? Think that- how does this happen? I think it's part of that, like things leak and then people think they had the idea themselves. With the rate that people steal my jokes on Facebook, I'm guessing that <laughs> things either occur to people at the same time or you kind of convince yourself it was your idea. Yeah. And for, the first time I noticed that was when um, there was an article, one of those long form kind of New Yorker articles about uh, um, the Ebola virus. When That was a real terror back in the 90s. And this article was uh, bought to adapt into the um, to a to a book called The Hot Zone, and then uh, The Hot Zone was adapted into a screenplay. It was going to be this big movie starring Jodie Foster. This was pre-internet, so all the magazines are like, "Can't wait for the movie The Hot Zone with Jodie Foster about this outbreak." Well, all of a sudden the movie outbreak comes out, and it's the same damn plot, and it's clearly based on that article, and it. This the person that had written the article and written the book, The Hot Zone. I think that's how it went down. They sued the people that made Outbreak, saying you can't make a movie based on this article when we got one in production and and you're not acknowledging it. And there was a big fight over it. And I think the the reasoning that came out of it was that it's kind of like a collective idea mm-hmm. that everybody had at the same time, maybe. Right, right. And because it was kind of on people's minds, and I think that. Once production starts on one, I think it's and I know nothing about movies because I have no real experience making them. But once production starts on one, I think production can start on another because the chances of the the one getting done are slim enough that they're like, let's roll the fucking dice. We want to take right. a chance. So they, and roll they the definitely. Dice. I mean, they definitely have like spies in in other studios, and they're like, oh, they just greenlit a you know gladiator in space movie, so. Well, I know we have a gladiator in space script lying around, so we're going to go ahead and greenlight right. that one just to ride the coattails. Sure. And what's weird is um, 
it never the hot zone never came out mm-hmm. outbreak is the was the only one but then after that the doubles started flying or, or maybe i just started noticing them right like when you buy a red a red car and you start seeing red, red cars everywhere yeah. so it was, there was two volcano movies uh what was That's it right. uh, dante's, dante's peak. peak volcano and there was two comet movies uh deep, impact, deep impact and armageddon, armageddon. and armageddon and it, they just came just rapid fire, and they seemed like they were all making money. Like people just acknowledged, hey, it's going to happen. And if you like one, it's kind of like the Amazon thing. You like this? Well, maybe you'll like that. <laughs> and it became this gentleman's agreement, like, fuck it. We're all doing dueling movies now. Yeah, yeah. I do like I do I like know. that idea. It's like you better get ready because now – like I just would like to see it get completely <laughs> ridiculous. It's like just let it leak out of – because you could you could fuck with your enemies that way. You could be like, "We're doing a gay snake movie. It's a talking <laughs> snake, and he's in love with another snake." And then some other studio has like you know Mr. Curly, and everybody's like, "What some the fuck? Fucking, Who did this?" Some fucking dude, something's chomping on a cigar, and he's like, "I need that gay snake movie by Friday." <laughs> but yeah, I got so, it here for you. Yeah, Miss, but Mr. Lipnick, I got it right here. <laughs> it's just Mr. Weinstein. He's just back. They're like, we missed you, Mr. Weinstein. <laughs> Thank you. Um, don't don't worry about me. They got they got Cosby. They forgot all about me. Yeah, they forgot. And I went to rehab. I'm good now. I'm totally good. <laughs> what's that? What's that rehab like? You just oh, dude, you a bunch I don't of even dolls. know. It just makes me fucking sick. But the thing is, a... is that I don't even really, I don't even know what to, what would be done to him. That I mean, as long as he's never involved in film again i think that's pretty adequate right yeah i mean any pain that these things cause rich people i'm all for mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's like a win-win you know yeah yeah so you were talking about sensory stuff quiet sensory place. shit yeah and i was hoping that um i don't know if you want to kick the fucking music in right now about script doc, but we got a script doctor the shit out of this right, the quiet go. place the quiet place has some trouble i mean first of all you did you like the movie i, I enjoyed it while it was happening but on the way home i had so many questions is that a similar? It, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. That was an okay kind of movie. Okay, well, um, the thing is, people tend to overuse plot holes as a phrase. Like they they think things are plot holes and aren't plot holes. But I think this was full of plot holes. I th- I think that this is like an emergency surgery edition of script doctoring. All right, let's go. So first of all, I'm put the glove on. I'm gonna put the doctor. First of all, if you have, you can't make noise or these monsters murder you. First of all, um, the first time that people talk in the movie, it's kind of clever that the first bit of dialogue that you actually hear, um, maybe outside of a flashback, I don't remember exactly, is that he takes his kid to a waterfall, goes near the river, and they can talk because they're next to the waterfall. So why the fuck, why don't they live next to the river? Why don't they live Mm. next to the waterfall? Mm. So that's the first problem. What about... uh, they have this sand that they they lay out all the sand so they're always walking really soft and it goes all the way to the river and it goes all the way to the town where the food is and it goes all the way home and it goes for miles. Where do they get miles of sand? Mm. Um, that's weird, right? Like, yeah. do they get miles of sand from the river? Again, why live near the river? Why not live near the quietest place? Mm-hmm. And so, we, and also we have these creatures that they have such a high level of hearing. That means that with they're within fifty feet of you, you're you're dead. Like they, you can't be anywhere near them, or they can. But that means they could hear you breathing, and it's even kind of suggested that they can hear your heartbeat. So 
I don't see how they can survive for five minutes, let alone, what does it say? They're, they're alive for a year. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's fuck. This might not even be, I mean, we might have to just let this flatline right now. There would be a flatline noise because I don't, these aren't, I can't save it. Like there's so many, there's so many things that I don't even, I can't think of an answer for. Like, well, how would you do a, a con- movie though? How would you do a movie though, where the conceit was that monsters have really good hearing and that's how they get you. Well, I think that I think it's more like I don't know. I, I I don't think you can, but I think that these things can be overlooked as long as it's successful. Mm. And for and for a while, A Quiet Place was very successful. It makes it famously makes audiences shut the fuck up mm. because it's so quiet that nobody wants to make noise. That's right there is a reason for it to exist. But when it's over, maybe that's enough though. Maybe it's enough that you enjoy it while it's happening. And then on the way home, you're like, okay, this makes no sense. Why would they have, why not have a ton of contingency plans? Like the fireworks they shot off, they shot off these fireworks where when they needed them because the monsters were close and then it distracted the monsters. They should have a ton of stuff. They've had a year to put that together and they they have like one emergency fireworks contingency plan. Why aren't they everywhere? Mm -hmm. Why, they show these flames on the hillside that suggests that there's um, this is kind of a script doctor. They have, they show flames that, that suggest that there's other people in other areas of the world who are dealing with it in their own way, but I guess successfully. And they only have one shot of it. Why not have another shot of it with less flames on the horizon? Like other people are, are going down, you know, yeah. like why, why establish that there are other people who we never really meet unless you're going to show that, Oh, things are getting worse now there's only three flames mm-hmm. that seems like a seems like a no-brainer right yeah 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 well kind of yeah definitely a no-brainer yeah to show less flames and there's a the weird the birth scene is fucking weird like first of all why are they having babies why are they having noisy babies when they know it's a problem they know about birth control and this is a year after the invasion happens and they're they're doing fine mm-hmm I mean, they're doing well enough to survive, and they decide to have a fucking baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I know they're in love or whatever, and he's like a noble dad. But if you're in that situation with monsters everywhere, you probably yeah. would never risk fucking again, right? Would you? Would right. you? Well, you know? no, I mean, and you definitely wouldn't shoot the club up. You know, you def, you just, I mean, just pull it out, and you know. And what about that shot? They they show the baby. Um, the baby is born, and they do, and they have another contingency plan where they put it in a quiet room and put it in this little soundproof coffin, and they put an oxygen mask over the baby's face. And for a minute, did you think that they were going to drug the baby to keep it quiet? Because that makes sense. That does make sense. Yeah, that would have been the best plan. I don't I don't remember if I thought that or not though. Yeah. So like instant instant silence like that. I, maybe they thought it was too harsh, but you would definitely gas that baby to keep it quiet. <laughs> And, and maybe it maybe it grows up and it's a little skittish, like it's afraid to go to sleep at night because mom and dad keep gassing it. But right. at least it survives, you know, until it's old enough where you can tell it to to make sure it's quiet. Yeah. So that didn't make any fucking sense. I mean, and, and really the problem is with the fucking creatures, dude. They the creatures need to be way dumber for the movie to make any sense. Like, mm. Tremors solved this very efficiently. You remember Tremors? I do. Essentially, this movie is Tremors 10. You have creatures drawn by sound, but in Tremors, the movie's very smart because it establishes that the creatures are really fucking stupid. Right. And I think, uh, doesn't Kevin Bacon or Fred Ward says, 
dumb shit knocked itself out. And then they look at the creature and like, it's fucking dead. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. they can't, if for something to be drawn by sound and then massacre whatever it finds, it can't have any intelligence or people are doomed. Right. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it has to be blindly, stupidly hunting only when it occurs to him because it hears something. Otherwise, it would just systematically go to every house that, and explore every structure. And th these things are in the woods, so they know that. They don't seem to give a fuck that there are houses everywhere, and they don't check them out until they hear something. That means the thing has to be stupid. Right, right. But the but then the movie fucks this up because it shows newspaper headlines of an invasion there's all there's that moment like when they show you know clippings all over the place that say uh you know invasion and what is one one of them says uh, death angels from the sky mm -hmm. so it's a uh, it's an alien invasion so then you're already thinking do these things are they smart enough to fly a spaceship why are they so confused about houses right why right. do they not understand it's the science problem you know i mean the science problem is that if you're going to have an alien come to Earth that's like a badass and can kill stuff, why would it come to a planet that's, you know, 70% water if it's actually <laughs> fucking allergic to water, you know? I th yeah, I feel like these creatures always have that issue where they don't, they can't make them dumb enough for it to work, but they can't make them smart enough for it to make sense that they would ever get here. Right. The, the biggest solution is like in Tremors or The Descent is that they start here. Yeah, that there's just there's something that is already among us, and it's it's been awoken or something. Or it you know? like comes in on a comet or something. You know? Okay, it's yeah. like if something it, that grows fast, and it's just it's just a big dumb animal, you know? Yeah, and these things seem to not be dumb. They they seem to be pretty vicious, but they were, and one of the headlines was like bullets don't work, bombs don't work, armor is impenetrable. Uh, U.S. military defeated, I think, was one of the headlines. So that that implies intelligence, like you know what I mean. How do you mm -hmm. just? Of course. Meanwhile, they solve it by getting its face to open up and kill it with a shotgun because the army never thought of shotguns, right? Right. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? Yeah. No. I mean, that's that's the biggest problem with pretty much any post-apocalyptic movie in general is that if if the idea is that the specifically the U.S. military has been overrun by whatever creature it is, it's no longer really believable that, you know, any one person is going to survive that thing, you know, because they have everything. Like, the U.S. military has every possible weapon you could think of. They would do, like, microwaves, super high-pitch sonic weapons, lasers. Right, yeah. Like, all kinds yeah, of shit. They would, for, if something is basing its attacks on sound, and it, then they would test, like, sound on it <laughs> so mm -hmm. and that's what defeats it is that they they give it the equivalent of a dog whistle when he's inventing the uh hearing aid for his daughter and that makes the monster shriek and it's in pain and then it's suddenly vulnerable it's like the fucking army would have tried that bro dude way and, back when i mean they would have they would have definitely yeah. hit it with they would have hit it with just anything they possibly would have hit it with biological agents they would like that's probably that would be interesting to see a movie that was about like a post-apocalyptic fallout because aliens invaded and we beat the shit out of them. But the fallout from like the U S using its full yeah, capacity. I like that. You know, that, that movie monsters touched on that a little bit. Oh, did, did you it? see that? No, I didn't see that one with the, with the walking squids or whatever. And they're, they've okay. taken over South America area. It's what's cool about that is that the movie has no interest in the invasion. 
kind of like a quiet place. And then it's just saying, here's the U.S. trying to put shit back together after we blew up all these fucking monsters. Mm -hmm. And so there's this whole radiated area of the country where you don't go. Right. Um, so that shit was cool. But this one seems to suggest that there was a big battle. One of the headlines in the background says magnetic pulse wipes out Wall Street, um, which made me think of these creatures. Are they a man-made weapon or something? Mm -hmm. But also electricity is still happening. So the house has electricity that flickers in an ominous way. Right. But they can't be providing their own because that would mean a loud-ass generator, which yeah, means the monsters yeah. would attack. It's another plot hole. And, if, and, well, and, it's like, and I, th I feel like the problem that, that happens with movies like this is that the movies are themselves rule-based. I think you can forgive a lot it, if it's... Exactly, dude. Exactly. If it's story-based, you know, I think we forgive a lot of bullshit. But when it's a movie that's specifically... Like, I, I thought Get Out was pretty great. But, you know, that was another kind of rule-based movie that kind of didn't make sense once it started to unwind, you know? You, you know, you, you fucking nailed it a rule-based movie like these sensory movies, these sensory based invasion type movies, they they're tough. They're tough to pull off because that's the excitement is watching people deal with these new rules. And that means that you're going to be unforgiving in a way that you wouldn't normally be. And even when a movie's effective, like a quiet place is for a long time, right? You still can't, like, I don't want to be bringing this stuff up, but you made the rules, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's that's just the biggest problem is that you can get away with a bunch of shit as long as you are kind of vague, I guess, at the beginning of, like, what, what exactly the rules are. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure that these things all occurred to the filmmakers, too. Well, maybe. I mean, probably. John Krujinski seems like a smart dude. Um well, maybe I think this. I'm convinced this is a Cloverfield movie. Mm. Like, like the like a Clover the Cloverfield paradox is less of a Cloverfield movie than the, this is seems tailor made to be a Cloverfield movie. Yeah, it's got that. It's not quite a got the blockbuster look to it. You know, the Cloverfield movies are kind of they're not cheap movies, but they feel kind of like Netflix movies. Mm -hmm. This felt like this felt like a really good Netflix movie, and. What, it has this invasion of a of a fucking googly monster that sort of looks similular. Like it feels like you know, it's in I the really Clo liked, Cloverfield I, universe. I really liked the first Cloverfield movie. I didn't see any I of like the other ones, but I thought it was great. I love it when they're in the tunnels and uh, they turn on the night vision, and there are all those little <laughs> bugs. Like, and it's like ticks right. ticks that fall off the big monster. I thought that was a cool. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. The date I took to it, it made her sick like a wedding video, like watching. It made her motion sick. <laughs> nice. About 20 minutes in the movie, she was looking down at her feet, and I thought, oh, this, this movie's that upsetting to her. Did she lose a, a, a loved one to the monster invasions? <laughs> and I'm like, what's, what's going on? And she's like, I can't look at the screen. I'm motion sick. And she had to right. leave. Right. She was right. a Cloverfield walkout. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I was thinking more about these rule-based things, and I'm – Something that I a book that I thought was successful, the movie was less successful, although it was fun, was uh, World War Z. Like World War Z set up some pretty strict rules, and then it kind of, in a way, talking about the, 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 movie book, or the book, the book, the book. So in, yeah, the, yeah. in the book, I feel like they set up some rules, and uh, Max Brooks did a really good job of following those in a kind of logical way, even though it's a, a ridiculous zombie plot. It felt real um yeah the movie of course was was i thought it was fun and they they did a lot of cool tense shit especially in that apartment complex where they're you know uh, running up the stairwell and the 
I don't know, stairwell shit always gets to me because I'm like, oh man, I would get so winded. But um, but yeah, no, I think I think that the book is probably the most successful thing that I can think of that followed its its rules. I think that that's no accident because his his previous book was really popular. I was working at the bookstore when this his previous book came out, which was the Zombie Survival Guide. Oh, that's and the, right. Yeah. And the Zombie Survival Guide is literally a list of rules, and it's very practical. The kind of shit we're talking about, like what you would have to do and what you'd have to consider, like don't wear a hoodie, and a zombie can grab a hoodie. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. The, the rules made perfect sense. So when he, when he ported those over to his novel it really rang true. Like somebody had given this a lot of consideration, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah. So, um, so yeah, well, yeah, but, Oh, the, let me, there's a couple more that, that I was, uh, when I was burning through my list here of, of plot holes, I guess, now that we're not going to be able to save the patient, yeah. uh, the, the creatures click like they have sonar, mm. but the sonar, why aren't they seeing people moving freely around? That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, at some point the girl, uh, uh she has this earpiece that when it makes, when it malfunctions and makes a painful noise, she's also incapacitated. Like the monsters are, it's like, why not take it off your fucking head the first time? <laughs> and now you, if you can use it right. to incapacitate the monsters, you don't have to suffer with them. Yeah. It was like the movie said that she has to curl up and be in pain while the monsters are in pain. Right. So that doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, you know, what about the, uh, the, the the fucking the creature designs kind of whack. I mean the fucking uh, the opening the petal like monster face that that's getting so opens up. It's it's I that mean, fucking googly that monster. Was, that, that's that gamer bullshit. Yeah, I mean I feel like that first made an appearance in the Resident Evil games back in the day, and then uh, I think Stranger Things had a petal face monster as well. Uh -huh. And uh, and now that's just kind of the thing. Right, right. I mean the last couple things is like. Again, the the birth had the birth at the waterfall. You wouldn't have to have all the soundproof shit. Um, there's it's the monsters killing raccoons, and raccoons are, are false scares in the movie. How did the raccoons last that long? They're noisy as fuck. Yeah. They're chattering and rumbling around. Every creature would be dead within that year time span. There would be no raccoons there for those scares, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I think that some of the things. Some of the things are not as necessarily. I wouldn't call them plot. Other people are calling them plot holes, but. I think it's a good coincidence for the movie that the fact that they have a deaf daughter means they're more apt to survive because they'd be already communicating quietly and effectively. Mm -hmm. And, and it's also an interesting connection to the blind creatures. So that that's one of those things like what's different about them. Why are they able to be, to do this? And I don't, I don't think that that's like a coincidence. I, I necessarily have any problem with that's one example of one of those things where you definitely suspend dis disbelief because it gives us the movie. Mm -hmm. They're able to communicate effectively with sign language because they have a deaf daughter. Deaf daughter then leads to supersonic weapon that no one has considered except her genius dad, Jim, from The Office. Right. Okay, that's getting a little bit of a stretch, but at least that that's a train I can I can get on board with. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. What do you think of Jim and his... Uh, He's got great expressive eyebrows from the office. Yeah, he his, does. his mugging yeah. on the office have paid off. Yeah, no, I am. Um, it's funny because well, the um, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say recently Rios rewatched all nine episodes of The Office, and uh, yeah, he he kind of as the series goes on for nine fucking years, he really developed a very subtle camera mug because it starts off and it's just 
you know, and then and then toward, towards the end of it, it could just be, <laughs> and then towards the end, it could just be a, like a just a very very subtle eyebrow twitch, and you're like, damn, he's really he's got that he's got that face acting down. Yeah, he didn't use the his one his his fucking uh, his his secret weapon in the office is he he looks scared very well. Mm-hmm. Like when he overplays his pranks sometimes and shit blows up in his face, he has a good scared face. I don't mm-hmm. I feel like he didn't use it in this movie that he did I tell you that the uh you know he's all bearded and and, and looking looking very Michael Bay in this movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he looks like a real swaggering dad. I tell you that uh that movie was playing a quiet place and also the the hammer killer movie uh I I'm not really here is mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. And I hear this um, this woman coming out of the bathroom, and she says, oh, they just they don't make men like that anymore." <laughs> it's like, is she talking about is she talking about the quiet place, or is she talking about the hammer killer? In I'm not really here. Or that's, I mean, is she awesome. is she talking about the Avengers? You know, did she just go see Black Panther? It's like they just don't make Panthers. It wasn't like planned. This was at the Alamo where there was there was no Avengers yet. It was there was only two possibilities. Oh, okay. So uh, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for them. Yeah. But it, the one legitimate script doctoring, if uh, I know I I keep coming back and forth, I'm waffling on this, but I, I have solved a huge problem with the movie as far as them being too stupid or too smart. They're in that animal thinking being lim- limbo. Mm-hmm. What if? What if? Bear with me here. Instead of writing, they've written themselves in a corner by saying they've come from space. So you kind of have to make it some sort of invasion. What if these things are just the pre-invasion and they're exterminators? Hmm. So that's why they attack. That's why they kill without eating. You, that's how you can sidestep the, the weakness of the painful sound thing. There is something that's been engineered to kill when it hears something. That's all you need. Hmm. And all you need to do is like suggest that they're not not the invasion force they're a pre-invasion extermination force yeah that's all you got to do that would be really cool actually i would love then to you see don't a worry movie. about why are they i would love to see a movie where the characters survive long enough and like the actual aliens come down the grays or whatever and and then it's like the, the, the gray steps out and like oh fine work that they did and then they just get blasted with a shotgun i think that would be cool <laughs> yeah but yeah doesn't that make sense like why you don't then you don't worry about anymore about why are these aliens just kind of living in the woods and killing what they hear but not eating it mm-hmm. instead it makes sense that they've just sent down this thing to sweep up people and then they're coming yeah. later yeah i think that makes i think that fixes i think that fixes it. i don't yeah. know yeah no i like it i like it but the last That's question good. for you dude yeah one, one last question one last question do you think it was a bridge too far what do you think about that scene when they're when the family's like singing to the monsters and it makes the monsters kind of dance and they don't attack. What did you think of that scene? I mean, yeah, I thought that it was kind of, um, yeah, yeah. I thought that it was, I mean, I thought it was, I don't know, man. I mean, I feel like, yeah, that was maybe too much. When the monsters are dancing, you thought that was too much Yeah. when they're singing to the monsters. You thought that was too much. Yeah. Dude, did you, did you, did you see this movie? What are you talking about? Yeah, of course I Dude, did. Dude, you see, did you watch this movie or not? Yeah, of course did I did. Did you watch this movie or not? No, I did. Of you course did not I did. watch this movie. No, I did. I did. I saw it. I saw it. You twice. thought that there was a. You did not see this movie. 
I, I didn't watch it. God damn you. <laughs> I fucking I knew it. You weren't offering a lot of opinions. There wasn't you were letting me talk way too much. Well and I, I was enjoying it. Yeah. I was I, I got to talk a lot, but you did not you don't like movies anymore. I don't I, think you want to you don't even want to do this podcast anymore. I I don't like movies. I like I like this podcast, but I definitely hate movies. That is that is a hundred percent true. God Let's wait. I feel like are you I feel like you're playing playing something. Are you you're totally serious. You did not see this movie. No, no, I didn't. I missed a quiet place. But it looked good. I liked I liked your uh, analysis of it. God damn you. God damn you. Yeah. God damn you. you we did this last time. Right. Wait, did I, I did I not watch I'm a not movie sure some other what time? What we should do here? I Did I not watch a movie some other time? I the fucking uh, Ready Player One. Oh, this is... <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely not going to watch that one. Yeah, that, that doesn't look good. I, I I don't know what to do here. I feel like I feel like you need I feel like you need an intervention. I watch up. Uh, well, you've been telling me about we Logan. need an intervention. You've been telling me about Logan Lucky, and I've been wanting to rip on Jared Leto with uh, the Outsiders. So how about swear to God I will watch those movies. And then we will reconvene here. Why and, would I trust you? Well, I'll give a book report at the beginning. I'll tell you exactly what happens in the movies, and you can you can know that I will. And then if I don't know, you can just hang up. Podcast over. I'm gonna I'm gonna check the tape. I think you already lied to me and said you watched Logan Lucky. Uh, you, I think you already said you watched it. That's true. Did you I just did. admit that you did, haven't actually. seen that one yet? No, I did. I've seen that one. I watched it. <laughs> So wait, you've already watched it. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just trying to. Okay. I'm trying to create a successful movie podcast without watching movies. (laughs) I think that's a fucking noble endeavor. Yeah. I think uh, I I feel sort of I feel sort of wronged, but I I admire your moxie. Yeah. You had me convinced that you saw that movie for. A good twenty minutes. Oh, dude, I do that all the time when I'm talking to people and I, I'm at a bar or whatever, and you know we're hanging out, and they're like, "Hey, man, did you see the game?" I, I got really good because I didn't, I never watched the game, so I got really, really good at uh, being able to be like, "Yeah, <laughs> the game," you know. Oh, I feel I feel so wrong. Okay, yeah. all right, so I think we ought to wrap this podcast up, and you swear you're gonna go see, you're gonna watch Logan Lucky. And the new Jared Leto, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to reconvene for the next episode. You promise. Promise. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. I guess 